Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm... It might be too late for Philip Rivers to win MVP this season. <clears throat> Welcome to a Red Rocket edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. Did you guys see that Jim Nance accidentally called Andy Dalton the Red Rocket instead of the Red Rifle this weekend? <laughs> oh, that was great. I'm your host, Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Uh, also, did you guys see we won the East this weekend? Feels good to be back. Back-to-back champs for the first time in a few years. Uh, I'm ordering myself a Travis Fulgham jersey as we speak. With us, as always, is Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, can you explain to us what the fuck happened against the Raiders? Well, first off, I, I should just answer your opening by saying we all lost our last game. So while you guys may have cleared a path to the East, uh, I'm not sure that the Giants can't sneak up on you. Wow. Or literally any other team in the East because it's so garbage. Now the AFC West happens to be a little better than we all thought it was. So that's what happened. Derek Carr put on his big boy pants for the first time in his life, started throwing deep. We'll see what happens when we play him again. I think they just caught us off guard. We'll get into that a little bit more uh, later in the show. Uh, As always, we also have Washington football team fan, Jamel Johnson. Jamel, how did it feel to watch Alex Smith risk his life for your franchise? Um, it it sickened me deeply. <laughs> he, he got a standing ovation from all six fans at the game, his family. Oh my, oh, my God. His kids are in the stands trying to fucking watch Peppa Pig or some shit. <sighs> On their iPads. And it's like they're tapping. That, hey, daddy's going in. Daddy has to go face Aaron Donald all day. I'm a Raiders fan now. Fuck that. Call me Art Shell. We'll get into that as well, but first we're going to start with what we hated about watching football this week. Danny, take it away. A tradition unlike any other. And what I hated about football this week, I'll be honest. I mean, obviously I could go into how the Chiefs played. I could go into all the bullshit that's going on um, you know, with the, the pundits saying we're not the best team in football anymore. That makes me mad, but I had to dig deeper. And what I really hated about football this week, honestly, is my hypocrisy on the pandemic. I feel it. I I know that it's there. Personally, I don't even take out the trash without a mask and a long sleeve shirt on, and I only go to the supermarket once a month. I haven't seen anyone besides my wife in maybe a decade, but... You know, I'm living that way, but then it's Friday and I see some update about like 
you know, this strength coach or that practice squad player testing positive. And my first reaction is like, it's fine. Let's just play some ball. Like that, that is, that is the position of the anti-maskers. Like, no, oh, nobody knows anything about this disease or what to do about it. And you know what? They're mostly right. They're right. Like, I don't know. The NFL sure as shit doesn't know. And they just sold tickets to a Titans game. So I will cop to that. I'll cop to the fact I'm a hypocrite. But here's the difference. We want to try. Like all the MAGA bullshit about herd immunity or masks actually causing disease or that the scientists said this one thing in March. You know, it's all a way of just saying, I'm done thinking about this. Their position is, I don't want to try. And I don't want you to try because it makes me feel bad. They're like the guy in the horror movie who freaks out and gets a bunch of people killed. You know, that (laughs) that dude is just like, there's no hope. We're never getting out of here. I'm just going to let the creatures in. (laughs) I remember remember trying to read a copy of, a friend gave me a brief history of time once. And I was like, all right, I don't know shit about physics or science. And this book reads like ancient Sanskrit, but I'm going to give it a shot. It's just, I've got to at least try. And I got through 44 pages of that motherfucker before I gave up, but I made the attempt. You have to at least confront what you don't know and what you don't understand to get a better understanding of just how dumb you are. That is the point that we're making. Make the fucking attempt. Try something. Try something else if that shit doesn't work. That's all we can really ask of the NFL. Just be on the side that's not a fucking free-for-all. Jamel, you're like nine for nine on testing so far, right? Yeah, and I still think I have it every day. <laughs> you might. Who knows if the tests are even good? Yeah. We isn't keep good? Doing them. Yeah, we're living inside of a fire as well, which... You, of course you're going to forget that the fire is, can affect your breathing when you're worried about one of the worst fucking pathogens of all time. Ugh, it's so, plus, it's so sad and scary. Plus, I'm smoking more weed than ever. So oh, yeah. So you contributing to it. It's just a nonstop flower ingestion factory over here. But I, I, I know what you mean, Danny. We are all in a way hypocrites, at least... I feel like we have put forth a real effort, and I think that's all we can ask for people seven, eight months into this thing is to keep trying, you know, because people are starting to give up. And it's just like, we're not asking you to roll around in a Zorb like maybe we thought you had to one month in, but we got to keep trying because the shit's going to rear its ugly head one more time. It's going to be that second wave. It's already happening. Just no one seems to give a shit. Um it's a crazy time. <laughs> well, we've all we've all lived in not California also in our lives. And like the flu season is real. In Kansas City, the flu season is fucking serious. And it's going to get cold over there. Runny noses, sneezing. I mean, shit's going to go down in those cold places. We're going to be fine. That's a good point. Jamel Johnson, what'd you hate about watching football this week? Well, Dan, you know what I hated about football this week, guy? I hated how much... The position of quarterback matters. Have I said this on the show before? <laughs> Stop me if I've said this on the show before. 
it it just matters so much and it, it, it can fall apart in so many different ways and like the standard for what's good isn't exactly clear i mean i the eye test it's like is is it porno is it not i watch four Dwayne Haskins games and generally speaking he looked pretty ineffective i went back to pro football reference and i looked at the numbers a lot of three and outs to start games and by start i mean through the entire first fucking half. One successful touchdown drive in the first half in four games. Everything else that looked good on paper was garbage time. And then I think about how young he is. He never really played before. And then you start thinking about who's actually good. Peyton Manning, start, his rookie year, he was 1-15. But what was, was his terrible. Look? He was terrible. Was he terrible or was it Joe Burrow terrible? where he's putting up numbers, but he's just like a baby, so he doesn't know how to win. Like, Joe Burrow's version of terrible looks different than Dwayne Haskins' version of terrible. I agree with and, that. And I, can, and I feel fine saying that because I've seen 38 different quarterbacks in my life play for my football team. I remember a time when I thought Tony Banks was going to be our franchise man. Tony Banks went 8-8 eight and eight after starting 0-5, and, and then the man got fired. Whose fault is that? Why wouldn't you give that guy another chance? How come quarterbacks have like a few games to be like, look, either he gets it or he doesn't. Maybe that's not the case at all. The word I heard from my brother from town is apparently Haskins just came in to meetings after the Ravens game and was pleased with himself about having a 300-yard game. So is it about skill or is it about emotion if i'm ron rivera and i see this i'm like oh you're pleased i have an iv in my arm you look like shit sit down kyle island was slightly better than him last year but should we just let him play because we suck anyway how many concessions are you allowed to make i think we should just remove quarterbacks from the system entirely not to mention floppy foot Dak. Dak lost his foot for us. And he's he getting nothing for it. More direct snaps, less quarterbacks. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like you like that Derrick Henry set at the goal line where it's just Derrick standing back there. He takes the snap. Yeah. Maybe Come he on. can jump pass, but that's why it. is Taysom Hill? How is Taysom Hill scoring in football games? If when Taysom Hill walks on the field, you know he's running it. How does he still score? And why, is he still, why is he labeled a quarterback in fantasy? That's annoying. He should be a, like a whatever, you know, it's just like you can flex him. You can get points off of him. He's always going to score a touchdown. He's just always in the play when you've got another Saints player there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but Jamel, I feel like, you know, you're right about all of those points. I think specifically with the Haskins situation is because your organization is so bad, Rivera and this staff didn't draft him. So they don't feel any need to keep grooming him. That's not their guy. They don't feel invested in him like a Peyton Manning, where you're like, we're going to ride this out because we believe. And we have all of this, you know, fallback, and we know we're not going to get fired. I don't think Rivera is going to get fired, but I also don't think he owes anything to Dwayne Haskins. So 
I agree with what you're saying. It's just like, why are we putting in Kyle Allen? This is that guy's not the answer for the future either. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Alex Smith, Bro. sure as shit, isn't the answer Bro, for the future. Bro, I was fine with Kyle. The thing that's blowing my mind is why is Haskins not there? So, like, a, what, a stomach thing? I mean, I don't know. Just tell him to get away from everybody. I, I don't know. Right. He, he wasn't even in the building, right? Yeah, we're already willing to risk everyone's life with COVID. What the fuck? Who cares about a stomach flu? And then we needed his ass. It was his moment. His moment to get his job back showed up immediately. And (laughs) he wasn't there. Whose fault is that? Is this the the coach's fault? So what I hated about football this week was um, daily fantasy sports. It's something that I've gotten wrapped up in the last few years. We have our friend, Sean Green, future guest. This guy won $200,000 playing DraftKings on a $20 lineup. Since then, I've been chasing the dragon. What a dream, right? But we cover the league. We kind of have a general idea of what's going on. I play a lineup every week. You agonize out over it. It's fun to set the lineups. You, you know, you're looking at your salary caps. You use all the cash that you can have. But then some guy like Chase Claypool goes off and has four touchdowns And no matter what fucking genius move you've done with your lineup, if he's not in it, you're not winning anything. So it's not even about being some genius roster manager. You just have to identify whatever random fuck is going to go off for 50 points. And he has to be in your lineup or you cannot win. And it's just, you have to be perfect. The the line for success is just so thin. and you could have everybody go off and it can actually make so much sense and it just doesn't matter. And it's infuriating and it makes the game fun at first. And then 20 minutes in, you're watching the updates from the other games. Some other player has gone crazy. Or in my case, Chase Claypool already has three touchdowns in the first half and your whole thing shot. And it sucks. I don't know how much, uh, you know, FanDuel or DraftKings you guys have been playing, but it's frustrating as hell. Oh, dude, I gave up, man. I Like I, I've said on the show before, it's just a decision to be wrong. I'm deciding to be wrong at some point. How many times am I going to try and just be dead-ass wrong? Well, that's – and it reminds me, too, when we used to have an office, uh, they used to do $5 Fridays – where everybody would put in $5 at the end of the week. It was supposed to be fun. You know, you got skin in the game. The only people who won were not even on our floor. They were people who we've never met, who existed on some other department, some other, might as well be another plane of existence. And we would just watch this fucking editor's assistant win every single time. And we're $5 poorer. And it wasn't fun. And I stopped playing. Because we were never going to, I was never going to win. And that's why you don't play this fucking shit. Now, fantasy football, like not DFS, but real true fantasy, that's fun because you're in it for an entire season. The money you've put in is sunk that first day and you get an entire season, four months worth of good times, ups and downs, but you're having a good time. You're taking the ride. But this daily shit, like it's, you get the, 
the thrill and the disappointment all in the same day. And then it's over and the money's gone and you have to do it again and again and again. It's dumb. And the thing is about this season long, nobody has Chase Claypool on their team. So you're not going to accidentally play some fantasy team that's even starting this dude because he's not even rostered. It's just some random fuck that all of these computers on DraftKings will select. It's kind of like they'll do every iteration of a roster and then you know it's just like you're playing um you ever play roulette and people are just putting like five bucks on every single number that's what DraftKings is only they're putting every uh, five bucks on every single player in the league and then once one of those dudes goes off you're in the money but be honest though do you right now have a waiver claim for Travis Fulgham I do not no whoa all right I promise I don't. <laughs> I just I just bought his jersey, but I'm not putting him on my fantasy team. Like, I have better guys. Wasting money in a different way. I don't. I'm not buying his jersey for real. Um, <clears throat> speaking of <sighs> being frustrated with football, we saw this past Sunday, Dak Prescott goes down. He gets taken down. His ankle gets caught kind of in the turf, and it just is a strange moment where he's on the ground and – he, d- he doesn't even, like, retaliate. He doesn't retort like he's super injured. He kind of just laid there lame and looked at his leg. And he almost picked it up and kind of, like, tried to reset it. It was strange. Like, he didn't appear to be in pain. It's like when, you're, when you fall asleep on your arm or something and you have to kind of lift it and put it in a different position. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it looked like. And it even confused the announcers. Tony Romo's up there being like, ah, oh, Dak might have a cramp. It's like, dude, uh, that's not a cramp. I don't. I know you're kind of far from the field, but... Uh, and it was strange to even have Tony Romo calling that game because if you remember, Romo was replaced by Dak when he got hurt in preseason a couple years back, and then Dak never gave the job back. And then you have Jason Garrett on the other sideline for the Giants. Just a strange like energy in the building for all of those former Cowboys people from that old 2016 team to be there. It felt like a uh, game of Thrones season finale. Yeah. And then, you know, Dak has this slow realization like, Oh yeah, my season's over. Oh yeah. It's a contract year. Oh fuck. And like, then he just lets it all out. He's crying on the sidelines. It was a shitty moment, but what I'm getting to is we (laughs) Cowboys fans are probably out this season, right? I don't know what sort of hope, unless they really want to go all in on Andy Dalton, which is a foolish move. Uh, they're probably going to stop watching football as closely that, as than as they were. And we were talking about what it would take for us personally to stop watching football either this season or in general. What would have to happen to your team or to the league or to you for you to just stop watching the sport altogether? Because we know Cowboys fans are out because Dak's gone. Danny, what would it take for you? Well, it's. I think it's got to be something more than like a Patrick Mahomes getting hurt for the season because he's going to be with us for decades. So I wouldn't be out on the – I would want to watch the rest of the team, see how they're progressing, you know, watch the rookies and stuff just to set the table for future seasons of Patrick Mahomes. So that would not do it for me. Here's what I came to. There is a very plausible scenario in which Trump wins this election. 
and gains ultimate power. I mean, he's already kind of nibbling at the edges of, you know, basically taking over the the entire country as a dictator. A, a win would absolutely solidify that with the Supreme Court and all that. He we would be done. America would be Trump and Trump alone. So he's already set up Don Jr. to run for Senate. I think it's in like Pennsylvania or something in 2022. So that's the Don Jr. path. And he clearly wants Ivanka to be president. But he needs a bone to throw to Eric. And I think the perfect one would be NFL commissioner. People don't like Roger Goodell. Obviously, the MAGA heads don't like him because he's a little too soft on Black Lives Matter and on the the pandemic. So he's going to be out. Eric Trump in. And what would happen? COVID protection would be gone. There'd be no prevention of any kind. It would just be whatever. So the stadiums will be packed. Money will just be the ultimate uh, you know, driver of the entire league. The military will hold full parades with nuclear weapons right through the field before every game. Dissident players like Richard Sherman and Malcolm Jenkins will be retired to the immigrant kitty camps. And so then out of fear, everyone else will fall into line. And it'll basically turn the NFL into NFL blitz, where all the rules are out the window. People can punch each other. They can kick. Now I'm coming back in now. Now I'm getting reinterested. It it might even head into road rash territory, where like players are able to use like blackjacks and log chains against each other. And... (laughs) Everybody will just get injured like the first two weeks of the season or they'll get COVID or some kind of concussion. And the and only the biggest health weirdo, Tom Brady, will remain in the league. And at that point, I will stop watching. That the entire NFL is just Tom Brady. I'm out. And it's basically gladiator at this point. The ball kind of doesn't matter. You're just on the field with a weapon. <laughs> I mean, we Fighting need a guy in a different jersey. We need rules, people. There, there is a reason so that the good players don't beat, get the shit beaten out of them with instruments of warfare on the field. So it doesn't turn into the opening scene of uh, of the last Boy Scout, where somebody's got a gun just firing on the field. You know, it is when you were describing that. I had a crazy, disgusting flashback to. Uh, I think it was a year or two ago where where Trump was at the Alabama LSU game and he kind of got a hero's welcome. He he walks out and you know he goes out for the national anthem and he's waving and it was just like you could really feel the <clears throat> the difference between you know living somewhere like LA and living somewhere in the south and I was just like whoa you're right dude they they could take over football you know he loves the sport he's been burned by it a few times but he wants in well, do you remember also just to just to go on the other side of this argument and, and why Biden might win is do you remember why Trump went to the LSU Alabama game? It's because he got booed off of the Nationals field and then again at a UFC match. So it's not like we love this dude. America doesn't love this dude. Oh, for sure. But you know, he, he went he to a safe haven that way. Yeah. And people were just cheering because, hey, we got number one versus number two. I'm happy to be here. There's the president. I'm drunk. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, he had to literally go to the heart of Jerk City to get some kind of applause for himself. He was searching the country for applause breaks. 
Jamel, what would it take for you to stop watching? Well, sounds like it would take Danny a lot. <laughs> I, on the other hand, I'm a little I'm a little closer to the edge. All it would take for me to stop watching football is more coverage of European women's basketball. Eurobasket. I have to search on Twitter. You can't even stream games illegally. There's only like a couple Twitter accounts that follow, like uh, WNBA Overseas and uh, EuroLeague Women. Like the Eurobasket schedule is insane. It's the best of the world, man. And it's one of the few opportunities you get to watch a woman make a million dollars with her draws still on. And they pay way more in Europe than... Dude, they pay way more in Europe. And it's the only sport that hasn't been affected by COVID. Same regular schedule. Why aren't they stealing players from America? Dude, they are. There's this team in Russia that's just a WNBA all-star team. UMMC... Ekaterinburg sounds like, you know, a company that makes, you know, like poisons and serums for like, <laughs> for like Blackwater. But dude, they got fucking everybody. They got fucking Brittany Griner, uh, Mieserman, Junkwell Jones, uh, Courtney Vanderskloot and Allie Quigley. They have a couple. They have a married couple on this team. Both all stars. They have sex with each other in the bubble. I don't get any footage of this. If I could watch a European woman's basketball game on American TV, I'd be done. Forget about it. If they put that on the Ion Network, I'm never watching the Rams again. Are you kidding me? It's over. See, I could probably find you a stream, but now I'm scared to to get you something. I mean, look, just send it over when you get a chance. No rush. I think I'm just picturing love and basketball when uh, the lady. I think her name is Monica, is playing overseas and having a great time. But she yeah. does miss America and she misses Q. Yeah, Q. Uh, <laughs> Omar Epps, his name in five movies. It's just easier. That's Q. It's nice. that It's just like a continuation of his story from Juice. Like, oh, the Q from Juice grew up and now he plays basketball now. Oh, now he runs blew up. Uh, in a, uh, a dark web forum uh, in favor of the president. Yeah, and he yeah, exactly. Captain Picard. <laughs> that's true. Thank you. All right. Okay, Jamel, that's disgusting. I'm glad that you're into women's overseas basketball, but the fact that you would turn your back on football for it entirely is gross. Well, admit I'm I'm closer to Danny. There's not a lot that could make me stop watching football. I mean, when the Eagles are bad. There's still some sort of sick joy in watching them spoil another team's game or just watching how bad we can be. There's a, you know, if we went 1 15, which it's been a long time, uh, there's still something to, to grab from there. Um, and, you know, sorry, Cowboys fans. I've watched a lot of backup quarterbacks recently, including playoff games, including just this last year with Josh McCown losing to the Seahawks at home. So spare me on the backup quarterback, you're out thing. This happens every season to the Eagles. Wentz is a dandelion. Uh, I thought about a few scenarios like, what if Roger Goodell kidnapped and tortured my family and it all was carried out in a very public way? I would still probably watch because once all that madness was over, the public would see our family in a positive light and I'd probably become some ambassador for the league. So that wouldn't do it. 
But I do think if I woke up in some sort of saw-like situation where I'm alone in a tiny room and all that's playing is 2020 New York Jets football on a huge screen on repeat, the other team's blurred out. So I can't even enjoy what they're trying to do or who they even are. Adam Gase's mic'd up voice is just booming over a loudspeaker into the room. And I have to watch an entire season that way or saw my arm off to escape this room and stop watching football for good. That would probably do it because the 2020 Jets are maybe a low point in football ever. I'm good on on any Jets anything. At this you think point, you're going, are they going 0-16? They don't deserve to go 0-16 because that's a memorable season in my eyes. They should go 0-15-1 somehow. Well, they can play the Eagles. <clears throat> That'll do it. I might Not get the Funko popped off. Should I get the Le'Veon Bell uh, popped off? <laughs> Why not? You know, it'll have value one day when, uh, when he murders Adam Gase in the future. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be tight, actually. Oh, shit. Hey, the wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff early. That's the copy. I would never say that. The NFL (laughs) is in full swing. The NBA Finals are here. And the NLB playoffs are totally happening. And you might now be at a game this year. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online. Your sports online book experts. There's a lot of typos in this. <laughs> yeah, we got <laughs> yeah, to start. We got to run them through the little hooked on phonics next time, man. You want to bet? Go to bet online. That's the message. Yeah. You want to read? Go to fucking church. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the week six schedule. Uh, first, let's go through our win totals through five weeks. Danny's still on top. Sitting at 53 and 24, but it is close. Nah. Fucking Bill. Mel and I are tied at 51 and 26. So we're only two, we're two games back. Jamel gained a lot of ground this week. Yeah, shut up. Obviously, that Raiders over Chiefs pick. Incredible work. I'm all over everything that's not the Chiefs in the AFC West. Give me all of them. Yeah, it's crazy. The chart, you almost had that Chargers pick. They appear to be one of the better teams in the league. They just can't win. But they're very good, <laughs> but they cannot win. Well, that's uh, every uh, season now. They, that's that's yeah, that's uh, That is them. That's fair. Uh, okay, so there's no Thursday game this week. week six, because COVID is re, you know, everything is just a house of cards these days. If we pull one more Jenga block out of this schedule, the whole shit might just fall onto itself. We're watching Tuesday night football. I think Danny's got a Monday night game at 2 p.m. next fucking week. That's what great, the hell is man. going on? It's right pretty nice. It's great. During work, we're going to have football again. I'm down with the, the Monday night doubleheaders. But starting things off is a game that should have been played last week is Broncos at Patriots. 
We already previewed it. It didn't happen. Are they going to actually play this game? Well, I believe they are going to play the game. But what's interesting to me is that Melvin Gordon just got busted for a DUI. Ooh. (laughs) And What are you doing at night, Melvin? Where are you coming home from? Are you at the bar in Denver? I mean, it seems like Colorado's a pretty blue state. I don't know how open they are, but whatever. You got plowed and you uh, decided to drive the Lambo or whatever home. And uh, you made a a bad decision. And now, who the fuck knows who's going to start? I guess Philip Lindsay, but he's been hurt. So that just kind of adds to it. And then, you know, the... uh, the New England running game has another week to kind of figure itself out. Belichick has another week to do some kind of evil spell to make a deal with some sort of demon. And I st- I think I picked the Pats last week. I think we all did, but yeah, Pats again for sure. Or George. Yeah, we're Patriots there too. They're two and two. And you know, they're not going to lose to this ass Broncos team. They're, that's just not in the cards. So I think that's about as close to a lock not Drew Locke, as we can possibly get in while watching NFL football. I mean, if, you, if you're a gambler, I think the Patriots are easy money. And Cam. Let's not forget Cam. Cam's back. He got an extra week. He was going to miss last week. So Cam's back. I might even start Edelman. Who knows? Let's go crazy. <laughs> All right, next, uh, Texans at Titans. Jamel's team Titans showed up big last night on Tuesday night football. They, uh, they beat the previously unbeaten 4-0 Bills. They look pretty damn good. I mean, apparently they hadn't practiced in weeks. They were just doing video sessions. Didn't matter. I guess the nucleus is good enough. The team, the core is good enough. Jamel, is Ryan Tannehill your favorite player of all time? Uh, no, but he's creeping up there. He's still got to get ahead of Jeff Hotstetler. Uh, Texans got their first win. Romeo Cornell danced in the locker room. All 75 years uh, old of him was wiggling around, having fun. Uh, his overall record as a head coach is fucking terrible. It's like 29 and 55. Mm. I'm not sure he's actually good, but doesn't he, he have did. a doesn't he have a 10 win season in there too? Yeah, he had one good Chief season, right, Danny? Maybe one. I thought it was a good uh, Brown season. Not as head coach, I don't think, but uh, he did witness a man kill himself. That's true. He tried to talk a man down from killing himself. The guy still killed himself. So not a great motivator. <laughs> <laughs> and now the guy's dancing in Houston. Well, on that note, Titans. Danny? I yeah well given the way the Titans looked last night I mean I don't think even a temporarily rejuvenated Texans team can beat that so they got no defense and you're gonna need that against Derrick Henry pushing people just down into hell yeah holy shit Josh Norman one of the I saw a tweet last night remember uh, I forget what the Bills player was who retired at halftime a few years ago. Oh yeah, Vontae Davis. You got Vontae Davis, Davis, who just left the the building in Buffalo. They're like, "Why? How is Norman going to come back out for the second half?" <laughs> it's Bill's tradition. Just retire, dude. They should have given Derrick Henry ten fantasy points for that. Plays yeah. like that deserve fantasy points. I agree. That's a, that's a good point, man. Uh, I'm going Texans in this game. 
I like the way the Texans have been playing recently. I know they lost a close one at home to Minnesota before Bill O'Brien got fired. They just beat the Jags. I don't know what it is. I, I still don't think Deshaun Watson is able, is going to go like two and fourteen. He's too uh, good of a player. And then you know the Titans are due. The Titans are due. They're four and zero now. You know they're not going to go this, sixteen and zero. This game is Sunday. So they're playing on Tuesday, and then they have a game on Sunday. So they're on a short a week. tough turnaround, for sure. Yeah. I like the Texans. Yeah, that's that. uh, okay, next up, we got Browns at Steelers. This might be my favorite game of the week. Uh, you know, the Browns on a four-game winning streak, 4-1. Four and one. I think the Steelers are 4-0 oh, because they missed a game. They had that early bye. Um, the Browns have always been like the Steelers' little redheaded orphan goblin in the in the cover and it's not even like their stepbrother it's just like something in afterthought the Steelers don't give a fuck about the Browns they laugh in their fans faces but now they this is a real game and this is for AFC supremacy now that the Chiefs and the Bills have dropped one the Steelers are undefeated the Browns are threatening to be at the top of the AFC this game has real stakes for the conference well yeah sure in terms of seeding I don't want to get it. I don't want to get into the actual who's the best, but seeding, yes, you are correct. Look, I'm not saying one team's better than the other right now. I think the Steelers are probably a little better than the Browns, but uh, it does matter for for uh, the season going forward. And um, obviously, the Steelers just whooped the Eagles' ass last week. There was a, a little scare in there for the Steelers, where the Eagles were working their way back, but. It felt like the Steelers were going to win that game regardless. And the Browns just whooped up on Indy. I don't know. Do you think the Browns are real or they just kind of pretend? This is the realest we've seen the Browns be. Uh, hard to say they're super real. Was the last time these two teams played the Duck Dodgers? The, the Duck Dodgers? Buck Rogers? They played a game <laughs> after that happened. But it was a different quarterback because it was it was Mason Rudolph who was nearly murdered on uh, Thursday Night Football, and then it was Duck Hodges later, and Miles Garrett wasn't playing. So this is now Miles Garrett back on the field against Big Ben, fully exonerated. Miles Garrett <laughs> having a MVP, defensive MVP type season. He Thank is you. extremely good this year. He's great, and you, who wouldn't be when you're when you get the get to punch a racist on national television, the dream of every American. Uh, I like the Browns actually in this game. I thought against your Eagles who are, you know, offensively having difficulties, figuring, (laughs) figuring things out as one would say, as you would admit, they actually put some points on the Steelers defense. And I think there's this, this aura around the Steelers offensively and defensively that comes from other seasons. I think offensively comes from two seasons ago. People still think Juju is good. He's on my fantasy team. He's not that good. And Chase Claypool might be able to catch four touchdowns in one game, but he's not going to do it in every game. And then you've got the defense from last year of the Steelers intimidating everybody. And then they're coming out and not looking that awesome against all these other teams. I was surprised that their pass rush wasn't better against the Eagles. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, you guys have like a JV high school team going. We have a rugby player playing left tackle, and everybody else is a non-starter except for the center. 
I mean, if you can figure things out against their pass rush, you know, Steven Nelson was the chief for a little while. He's ass. He gets, you know, 40 yard bombs thrown on him at least once a game. And uh, I actually think that the Browns are figuring it out a lot faster than we realize. I, I was, I was against them last week and I don't know if I can make that mistake again. I'm going Browns. Didn't you have the Browns in your worst three teams, Dan, at one point? Oh, you keep accusing me of that. I didn't. I, the Panthers were the one I was off on. Whatever. And they're good. Yeah, the Panthers I'm are good. I'm, gonna, I'm riding the Browns for the same reasons. And I just – I know too many Browns fans in L.A. I just – I'm rooting for a version of Los Angeles where the Browns fans are stopping traffic on the five. Because <laughs> they beat the Steelers somehow. That I mean, honestly, that would be the biggest accomplishment for the Browns in some time. But yeah. I'm sticking Steelers. And for some of those reasons Danny said, the, the aura around the team, I agree. This offense isn't as good as it was two years ago, and this defense isn't what it was last year. But I just think their coaching staff and their the organization on a whole is just is just class. And then you have the Browns, which is a fucking mess every year. And I know they're they're figuring it out, but I, I'm not ready to to believe in them yet. I'm not quite there yet. So I'm going Steelers. Uh, next up, Ravens at Eagles. Do we need to say much? This is a, a Ravens fucking ass whooping. This is behind the shed. No one's there to hear. No one's there to stop it. This is just until you scream uncle or you pass out in, from pain. Your eyes just glazed over introing that game. Yeah, it's pretty good. <clears throat> Baltimore. I saw some stat lap. They started five defensive backs this last Sunday. All five of them had sacks, which is incredible. Like, it's a sign of how creative their blitz packages are. It's the first time in history five DBs have recorded a sack in a single game. Five different DBs. That's not even including their defensive line or linebacker blitzes. All of their DBs had sacks, which is just fucking crazy. I know they were playing the Bengals, but... I'm ready to make fun of the Eagles, and I'm definitely betting against them. I'm picking the uh, Ravens in this game. But watching them against us, the one thing that stands out is that their blitzes are not coming from the front four. They're all creative blitz packages. They throw the book at you. They give you you know, the linebacker blitzes, the safety blitzes, all that crap, because they don't really have a solid tandem pass rushers. Calais Campbell's good, but he's not really killing it this year. And then who's on the other side? Like what, Tyus Bowser or somebody like that? It's not as good of a defense as you would need. And with with Wentz, you know, he's kind of, you know, getting a little bit of mojo back. But really who needs a mojo is Peterson. If he can harken back to his old Alex Smith KC days, where they had to get creative against the blitz, where they had to do weird, wacky misdirection shit. If he can throw in a little of that in there, I think you guys could at least be competitive. You're probably going to lose by 20 points, but maybe not. I think he tried. You know, the, the Steelers and the Ravens defense have some similarities. They they like to try a few of the same things. And we, we were effective on offense. I thought the, the Eagles offense was okay. Um, it's that Baltimore is just too good there. And I know the chiefs are able to beat those exotic blitz, blitz packages, but that's just not who we are. We, we don't have Patrick Mahomes. We don't have Andy Reid. Uh, Michael Vick's not walking through those doors. 
This is a Ravens. I, this is one I don't know if I could sit through together. This is going to be me watching Red Zone and clicking around. And, <clears throat> and I'm sure they'll suck me in. You know, Jackson will fumble once and we'll be up 10 to 7 in the first quarter and then we'll lose by 30. Uh, let's get off this game. We all like the Ravens, right? I'm picking the Eagles. Oh my God, Jamal! I'm picking the I'm picking the Eagles Eagles just to get a point off of your own misery. Uh, uh, if we sound, win, I won't be miserable. I'll be very happy. I know. And uh, whatever, we'll see. Fans, by the way, fans are back <laughs> in Philly. We're letting in 7,500 fans, and that's why because you guys can finally get to throw batteries again. Yep, bringing batteries in. Ten a twelve pack for each fan. They're giving them away at as you enter the link. Yeah, the only people in Philly who are going to go to a football game during all this are the kinds of people who would beat the shit out of Santa Claus. All right, next up, we got. I can't believe Jamal's picking the Eagles in that game, but uh, you know, you've done, you've picked crazier and been right. So yeah, uh, next, you know, I need a couple crazy wackies. I like to get wacky. Next up, team at Giants. We have the team from Washington traveling to the New York Giants. We already talked about Cam Newton in 2021. I don't know what the answer is in 2020 for the team. Seems like it's Kyle Allen again. Is that what's happening? Yeah, we're back to Kyle Allen. I mean, what we only got two he guys. Have a concussion or not? No, they said it was his shoulder. Looked like a concussion. It was helmet to helmet. <laughs> Looked like he got fucking destroyed. Looked rather concussed, I would say. Uh, Alex Smith um, assaulted by Aaron Donald in his first hit back. That was fun to watch. Uh, perhaps this is the year. Uh, you know how I always come on the show and I pick the Giants to win the division? This might be the year. I might have finally got it right this year. So you watched Andy Dalton come back against the Giants, and you're like, you know what? I like the Giants more after watching this. No, I like the East less. It, the The Cowboys will continue to fall apart. Kidding? You think Zeke is going to be – Zeke already don't catch passes. You think he's going to catch more balls? Oh, he's going to check out. We're talking about those Cowboys fans in the other segment. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the Cowboys players are going to be like, uh, no, thank yeah. you, Andy Dalton. Yeah, they talk about letting all the fans in. <laughs> it's going to be socially distanced on accident in there. So they're falling off. We're terrible. You guys are whatever. You guys will blow this this Ravens game. In the last minute or something stupid. They'll be 1-4-1 and one after the Ravens game. Exactly. So the Giants picked this one up against us. <laughs> They're right back in it. I, You know, we can talk about this during the Cowboys setup, but Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback. He's not, He's better than all of the Washington football team quarterbacks. That is a fact. I would love to see Andy Dalton walk through our doors. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got receivers, so maybe Zeke does check out. He's a, he's he's fun. we got Tony Pollard, but you've got really good receivers who are young who don't CD, really have yeah. that it, much allegiance to Dak Prescott. And Michael Gallup wasn't getting the ball as much as he should have. Yeah, Mari Cooper still insane. Cooper still checking himself out of entire drives. That guy's. Uh, insanely frustrating. You don't need him. You got Cedric Wilson. I mean, the point <laughs> is, you've got an offense in Dallas. What you were missing all season was the defense, and Dak wasn't even making up for that. I think the Cowboys are the best setup, but you know who's actually the second best setup are the Giants because their defense 
is better. If you watch the winless, Giants games, the winless Giants, they are winless. Yeah, they don't. They don't have the the coaching that you need. That you don't. They don't have the players. Oh but their defense has played better. They just need some time. This is their preseason. They're figuring shit out. Joe Judge is a new coach. You got to give them a little bit of time. And I think this is one of those games where they get right and then start surprising people. I wish it wasn't at the expense of Jamel and his team. Hey, but it's fine. They're a hopeless mess. So you've got to go with the Giants in this game. And I think there's a lot of reasons to think that the Giants are a legit contender for top of the NFC East. Yeah, this is game is impossible for me to pick because I don't even know if Haskins is going to be there. If Haskins is there, we probably win this game. But what is he just not suiting up now? Like, how, what are you like? Does he deserve his job back if he can't handle getting benched? Or I, I don't know. know. Yeah, what am I? I don't know. He's I the Matty Johnson man. Ah. In in Haskins' defense. I have stomach problems. I tried to play a full court basketball game a couple of times with you dudes, and uh, I I had to bench myself after about ten minutes. When your stomach starts hurting and you can't breathe, whoa! It's there's there's no hope for you. You got to get off the field. Paul Pierce, you had to Paul Pierce, you had to roll out on the wheelchair. I remember that. Jamal, who are you picking in this game? Oh, I'm gonna, I I I gotta pick the team. I can't. I know the Giants are going to win, but I have to pick the team. If I pick the Giants and then we win, I won't be able to speak to my family. <laughs> I'm going team as well. I have no reason to believe in the Giants. Like I said, for all the reasons you were saying, Danny, the Gi- maybe the Giants could be one of the teams to worry about in the NFC East. I saw Andy Dalton lead a game-winning team game winning drive against them their number one defense. I was like, no thanks. I'm I'm out on the Giants. Next up we got Falcons at Vikings. Uh <laughs> just two cursed teams. This is this game is gonna end like the power in the building is going to go out. And it won't even be counted as a tie because that's how fucking cursed these two teams are. Uh Esau, we saw the Vikings go for it late in Seattle. They get stuffed. They give up a 13-play, 94-yard game-losing drive. That's Falcon stuff. That's right out of the Falcons playbook, Vikings. This is a mirror match. This is the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. These two teams. I'm going Vikings, but damn, I hate these teams. Did you Uh, watch that game? I mean, the Vikings were good. They were great. They were great. They can't win. The Falcons are great, too, and they can't win. Well, and the Falcons just fired their coach. Yeah. All right, Peter Quinn. I don't think they're going to have the same effect as uh you know the the texans got from firing their i think the texans were like we're free this is waiting to exhale we're it's time to start our real lives now i think that the falcons were disappointed that they weren't better and that dan quinn wasn't a better coach and that he got fired and it's just gonna be full-on depression from now on and the vikings are good like they're not they're playing better teams but they're good i think they can easily win this I'm, play, I'm, Cook I'm going Vikings for sure. We don't Cook know. Win? We don't know. But Madison, Cook is not. Madison played very well. Dalvin Cook is not playing. So there you go. Alexander Madison time. But then also the Falcons don't have any of their DBs, right? Yeah, Vikings. They, they never have DBs. They have Radio Raheem as their new coach. And I like him, but I think I'm going Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. 
Dan, you going Vikings? Ryan, yeah, I'm going Vikings. Matt Ryan has fallen off a fucking cliff. He's could be done. Or he could be like, you know, Cam moves over to uh to join the other team and then uh you know the Pats scoop up Matt Ryan. That could be another move that we see. And then they just keep think, season by season with other people's dead quarterbacks. I don't think Bill Belichick wants another stationary old ass statue quarterback. I think he's enjoying this this new Cam Newton experience. But all right, next up we got Lions at Jags. I hope to not watch a single second of this game. I think the Lions are gonna win. I forgot who you even said they was playing. Lions at Jags. Oh, yeah, Lions. Come on, get out of here. Uh, yeah, since we'll just make this a de facto one-sentence game, and I'll go Jags. Whoa. Ooh. I think you gotta, you got to have to have a coach fired every week. <laughs> Patricia. Let's go, Let's go Trish. Patricia O'Neal. What, 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 yeah, what did we call Master Trish? Trish. Fucking trash. You know what you can do between the 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. game? If you're fast about it, Danny. Mm -hmm. What have you been doing the past few weeks between games? Well, I've been betting. I've been betting not just among friends, not among my peers, not even on any other websites that are possibly filled with malware and odd Russian sources. We go to bet online here on this podcast. And the wait is finally over. Because a triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect. Many teams strutting their shit early. And the NBA Finals are here. And the MLB Playoffs are in full swing. And you might now be at a game this year. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. And I'm just now realizing that probably is supposed to say you might not be at a game this year. But fuck it, you might be at a game and you can still still bet Bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, all that good, hard betting shit. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place. Any place online. I'll stake my mother's life on it. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses and extra pluralized words that are misspelled in the copy. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Woohoo! So, once you make a little bit of money from Bet Online, What's the sort of things that you like to buy? Well, listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of your holes. It's time to keep up your ear and nose hair regimen you want them looking nice as fuck just like your clean shaven pubes you guys you guys have any problems with your hair you got any nose hair oh for sure i mean i my nose hair like sometimes it gets tied into my mustache hair and it's kind of self-braiding that's i mean that is a common problem men's ear and nose hairs getting so long and so dirty that they end up dreadlocking themselves. You don't want that to happen. You gotta get at it at the root. 
Manscaped sure is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary, skin-safe technology, trademarked. That's how good it is, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs inside your delicate holes. This premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Two fucking blades! Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof. Can you believe that? You can get in the tub with this shit, and it makes it... Bro, I can't even believe you. You have to, because it makes it easy for operating and for cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. You can dig into every hole with hairs in it. You can make that your fucking afternoon. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That shit might hurt worse than nicking your nutsack. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds easy at a time and a time to look forward to. Delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you'll get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. And fellas, 79% of partners, sex partners, who were polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. You can't just have a fucking crazy mop going out of your nose and expect to get inside a woman's vagina. They don't like that. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Rogue Theory. That's all one word. Rogue Theory. One word. All cap. At Manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes and our whole hairs looking nice. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Hey, we're giving it all to you. Your holes are fully protected by this podcast. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Don't whack it all off with Manscaped. Okay, Bengals at Colts. These are all 10 a.m. games, by the way. They front-loaded the shit out of this schedule. Only two afternoon games. We'll get to those, but Bengals at Colts. Uh, I love Phillip Rivers on the Colts. He's sinking that team. He's thrown pick sixes in multiple games. He looks like absolute shit. I was way off on that. Uh, That being said, I'm picking the Colts. The Colts also have like a pick six in every game. Their defense is good. They just ran into the Browns buzzsaw. Yeah, I go I go Colts here as well. I think you have to believe me when I pick this game because I was 100% right about Phillip Rivers being shit. Yep. He is complete dog shit. He's the shit that dogs shit out when they eat their own shit and then shit. Uh, that said, though, Colts. If only just because their defense is great and Joe Burrow clearly doesn't respond well to defense. Yeah, he's been we when the Eagles played them in the, in the infamous tie game. I think we sacked him like nine times. They just can't protect the guy. AJ Green, I think, is gone. He's you could see him on the sideline last game saying, "Just trade me." There were people that was going around. If you read his lips, he doesn't want to be there. So they have Tyler Boyd and some other bullshit. But that you know, Joe Burrow looks legit, but. We don't need to talk about that game much more. Bears at Panthers. 
like I already said, I was way off on this Panthers team. They're three and two. They've won three straight. They've been competitive in every single game. They lost McCaffrey and have won every game since then. Maybe their line is just good. Maybe are we not giving the Panthers offensive line their due? I don't know. If I ruled the world, though, is about to rule the fucking NFC South for some time to come. I mean, probably not because you do have the Saints. Although you got old quarterbacks in in New Orleans and Tampa, but you know, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is ever going to hit that level. But you know who is? Mike Davis. This is a Mike Davis revenge game. Did you know he played for the Bears? And now he's playing for the Panthers and taking advantage of that offensive line by running over dudes. And he's been great. And all you need to do is just, you know, score some drives against the Bears defense. And you've got a Bears offense. That's all you need to deal with. You got Nick Foles, who sucks. Oh, I'm riding Big Dick Dick. I'm taking that ride one more time. <laughs> I'm picking the Bears in this game. Ew, I got to ride my guys. I, because I'm on the Panthers train from the jump, I stay on. I got to play Teddy Bridgewater in my league where I'm not uh, playing white guys. I picked up, I made a trade for Dak and had to go back to Bridgewater. Like Bridgewater had been better than him the past two weeks anyway. Who's your tight end? Well, I was playing Noah Fant which I kind of was, he just seemed ambiguously tan. Yeah. I think he's at least uh, half black. Yeah. Who's your, but, who's but your the, kicker? But I, young Hoku. Yeah, that's that's fine. I had the one You're kicker. Right so one so one week I had to play a white kicker, and I did play Cam, I played Cameron Break. Come on, man, it's tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I'm not playing Chris Herndon. Yeah. Oh. You should have played Chris Herndon to, to stay true to your school, but uh, I'm going Bears in that game. Jamel's going Panthers. Danny? Panthers. Wow. Panthers. I love Matt Rule. I love the uh, Nick Foles experience. It's been fun for the Bears. Finally, to the 1 p.m. games. There's only two of them. All of those games are 10 a.m., and then you have two 1 p.m. games, and one of them is Jets at Dolphins. <laughs> How is Adam Gase still coaching? What the fuck is going on here? I'm picking the Dolphins. They were really fun against San Francisco the other week. Yeah, shout oh. out to the Finns. Yeah. I, I think, hopefully, the, is it, are we in the middle of a heat wave? I've been trying to break out my uh, Dolphins support the troops on, on sideline beanie. Break it out. In, yeah, we're in the early 90s, 91, 92 around here. Yeah, I'll just wait till like midnight, go outside, I'll break it out. The Dolphins are fun. As I predicted in the beginning of the season, Dolphins are a good time. Ryan Fitzpatrick has the love of his locker room. People just they just gravitate to this dude. I don't know if it's if it's just how he's been in the league forever and just grown his beard longer and longer each season. Uh, or if it's just that that Harvard wit. But either way, he's cool, he's effortless, he can still throw touchdowns to Devontae Parker. What's not to like? Well, how is Adam Gase not the first coach fired? Because he's the Jets a, are a really bad organization. He's just there. 
Well, how did he trick him in the first place? This is a good example. I mean, the Jets owner, Woody Johnson, he donates to Trump still. He's still like putting money into Trump super PACs. He doesn't know a lost cause when everyone else can see one. There you go. Yeah. It's time to move on, uh, Jets. I think we all like the Dolphins there. Absolute. Oh, yeah. And the other game, which is essentially the only game on at the 1 p.m. slot because nobody cares about Jets Dolphins, but Packers at Bucks. Huge. It's uh, Jamel's uh, love of his life, Aaron Rodgers, versus his. This is his favorite verses of the year. DMX Snoop Dogg pales in comparison to Aaron Rodgers' Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait till they start doing Earth, Wind, and Fire covers. Tom Brady, low-key, under-the-radar, fun season, I think, from him. We've seen him losing his goddamn mind on the sidelines. We've seen him forgetting what down it is when he turns the ball over to lose the game. He's thrown multiple pick sixes. He's had a five-touchdown game. I think he's been a little more fun than uh, I thought he would be. I thought he'd be very boring and pretty vanilla. Kind of fun. Living in Tampa just makes you fun. <laughs> That's just a part of it. You cut, you, wherever you live comes with a, uh, a cooler uh, with a, a bikini babe sitting on top of it. It's full of beers, your favorite beers. Where the fentanyl flows like wine, Tampa. <laughs> I think he's finally indulging himself a little bit. You know, he only had like a, one strawberry a decade, and now he's finally letting loose and taking hard drugs. There it is, barbiturates. I got to go with the pack. Yeah, I mean, for as fun as it is to be on Tom Brady's bandwagon, disgusting. Aaron Rodgers is the anti-Tom Brady. He's cool in all the ways that Tom Brady is lame. And uh, he's playing better this season. I mean, you want to talk about five touchdown games. Oh, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going off. He's pissed. He's never going to stop being pissed. And, uh, and you know, he's hiding a deep, dark secret that's not even that dark, but he can't let it out because it's the NFL. That's motivating him. And then Aaron Jones. I mean, whenever Aaron Rodgers isn't fucking people up, Aaron Jones is doing it. So this might be a shootout, and that's going to make the whole afternoon fun. But uh, I'm definitely picking the pack. I'm going Bucks, just to kind of go against the grain on this. I think they're going to bounce back from that Thursday night game. They've had extra time to prepare. Um, oh, actually, the Packers, I think, were on bye last week, so they both have a little bit of extra time. Uh, it is funny to watch Brady adjust to this, like, sloppy-ass Bucks team because they're, they're the most penalized team in the league which was the same case as last season where there's false starts, there's holding penalties. When, you know, we saw a couple drives where it's like second and 33 for Brady. And it's like, when he was on the the Pats, that never happened. They were the most well-disciplined team in the league. And now he's on the sloppiest. And he's just like, what the fuck is going on? That's why he's screaming on the sideline the whole time. He's not used to being penalized. This is a new thing for him. He's used to having the most buttoned up fucking offense there ever was. And now it's just like, this is the same team Jameis had last year, and nothing has changed other than Tom Brady is the quarterback. Uh, speaking of Jameis, I think he should be starting somewhere. I mean, come on, man. I can't believe we're wasting a Jameis season. He's such a fun player. He should be starting on some team. Trade him to the Jets. <sighs> That's a fate worse than death. As long as Gase is gone, maybe that'd be fun. But 
Uh, I'm going Bucks in this game. I still think they're they're a good team. The Packers obviously are great too. I, it's just like what the Packers they're not going to go 16 now. They're going to drop a game. This is classic, classic NFC Central clash. <laughs> the old school Central. Who, who seven, drew six, those? What six seven Central? I used to love when they listed the Central time on the show you wanted to watch. I lived in the Central time zone. That's right. I, I felt seen. <laughs> All right, Sunday night, Rams at Niners. Uh, the Rams are four and one. They could have easily beat the Bills. They could be five and zero right now. They're in the thick of things. This Rams team is as good as they were maybe two years ago, and we're everyone's just sleeping on them. They've played hard games. No, I mean their defensive line is insane. Aaron Donald is. I watched him ride a man. He didn't care about Alex Smith's life for a second. With his kids in the building. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was nuts. Jalen Ramsey, just like, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's got illegitimate children across the league. Yep. They're maniacs over there. On the other side, C.J. Beathard is the quarterback, I think. Because Jimmy Garoppolo laid... Just an outstanding egg coming back. I mean, I understand that a high ankle sprain is a lot to deal with, but you're the quarterback. You just have to drop back a little bit. Does it really affect your accuracy or decision-making that much? He was eating shit out there, and it, it almost lowered my wife's attraction to him. Oof. I mean, that's how bad it was. And then you got C.J. Beathard coming in, not doing much else. I love Raheem Mostert. I love watching every run is just the same thing. It's just the pitch out to the right, and somehow it's just wide open. He's just running for 60 yards of clip, this guy. And I don't know why they don't just you know make him the feature back. They got to have 10 other guys in there, including a fucking fullback. But stick to Raheem Mostert. Make my fantasy team come alive. And lose this game like you're going to. I'm sorry, C.J. Beathard isn't going to do shit against Aaron Donald. You guys are right about that. Yeah, the Rams appear to be back. They're probably going to be five and one after this game, and they're right up there in the mix. I mean, I didn't see that coming. I thought that this was going to be a, a Seahawks kind of Cardinals Niners thing, but the Rams are the other team in that division, so it's it's Seahawks Rams. It's the it's the opposite of what the NFC East is. Every team is good and legitimate, except for the Niners. Are they're teetering on? They're they're a competent organization. They're very. They have all the right pieces. It's just this year, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Wow, you're gonna lose our best listener. You're gonna lose your intent saying stuff. Like Kungle that. knows that this this isn't the year. He knows this isn't the year. It's rough. It's a simple hangover. It's just it gets you any way it can. It does. I mean, I'm going Rams. I think we're all going Rams in this game. Yes. Uh, all right, next up, well, we talked about two Monday night games. I, I guess kind of a day game. Monday, 2 p.m., Chiefs at Bills. A 2 p.m. Monday game. Bills coming off Tuesday night football. The Chiefs have played like three Monday games at this point. <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? This is also suddenly one of the most important games of the year. Both teams need this to keep pace for the number one seed in the AFC. I know we obviously favor the Chiefs because they're the champs, 
But the Bills also think that they can be this number one seed. And if they win this game, they're on the fast track to getting it. And so this is a, a game both teams really are going to go all out for. Um, you know, if you want to nitpick about the Chiefs, we can. I think it's their O-line, which was a problem last game. But honestly, the offense is still putting up 30-plus every game. The defense didn't show up against the Raiders. That was the real culprit there. I don't know how you felt, Danny. No, and a lot of the players kind of casually mentioned, I know they're not allowed to say openly this kind of stuff, but they just kind of made slight references in the postgame to the fact that the Raiders did a lot of stuff that they don't usually do. I think we got a little complacent against the Raiders. I mean, when we want to kick it into high gear, like against the Ravens, we'll do that. We didn't do any of that shit in this game. It was just Patrick Mahomes slinging it, figuring stuff out. You're right about the O-line, but it's also Mahomes like drifting back, kind of trying to make something happen. That's because the O-line. He has to drift. It's a mix of both because the O-line could be protecting better if he wasn't drifting as much. Regardless, the Ravens, the Raiders caught us off guard with a lot of the shit that they were doing. We didn't think Derek Carr would throw deep effectively, and he did. Whatever. We weren't playing at full strength. We weren't doing the kinds of things we normally do. And we still put up 32 points and got within eight. Uh, it was frustrating, but we're, we'll be fine. And I know that when people listen to my Chiefs analysis, what they really want to know is how are my Madden games going? I didn't tell the listeners last week that the Raiders were actually putting up a lot of points on it. We were beating them in my Madden games, but the Raiders were putting up a lot of a suspicious amount of points on our defense. So I'm still undefeated in terms of Madden prognostications. This week, the defense clamped down against the Bills. I've already played them four times. We are locking down Josh Allen, and the offense is just good enough to win. So we're going to win this game. Yeah, damn. I hate to see the Bills on a slide. I don't want I don't want little Joshy to 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 feel any pain. But. Yeah, friend of the program, uh, Aaron Vale's text messages yesterday were downright uh, troublesome. <laughs> she 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 was asking for sharp knives. Uh, she was looking for tall buildings, and I was like, "Dude, you guys are four and one. It's fine. Like it's gonna be okay." Yeah, but this uh, might. I don't want to send her. I don't want to see her in the parking lot of the drawing room. <laughs> exactly. She, you know, I think she saw this Chiefs game on the horizon, realized they're they're about to be four and two, and uh, so yeah, we're all picking the Chiefs here, I believe, unless Jamal's gonna do something crazy. No, no, no. I've done all my zany stuff already. It's a long season, by the way, Aaron. You know, we were four and two last year. We won uh, all of our games after uh, the Titans' loss in Week Ten, but before that, we were six and four. Anything can happen. It's true, and uh, you know, I feel like this Bills' loss to the Titans was a little bit like the Chiefs' loss to the Raiders. They just kind of came out and were surprised a little bit and never got into a good flow. But actually, the Bills, the Chiefs were ahead by 10 a couple times in this game, right? Against the Raiders? Uh, I don't know if we got ahead by any comfortable margin. I think okay. I think we were kind of going back and forth with them all game long until they blew it open in the second half. But, you know, they, they were throwing deep. They don't usually throw deep. I'm, I was surprised. Yeah, that's why they drafted Ruggs. He got one. Nelson Aguilar caught a deep one, yeah. which is just painful for me to hear. Um, you know, how do you go from shutting down the Ravens entirely 
to you can't fucking stop the Raiders. It's strategy. It's football. It's yeah. football, baby. Sometimes that's why they, that's down. why they lace them up. It's it's, <laughs> it's about the strategy, not the players. In some games, you know, styles make fights. All that bullshit. Okay, uh, I think we all like the Chiefs there. And then the, uh, the 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 follow up Monday game, which is just the cherry on top the the cherry on top of the week for me, is Cardinals at Cowboys. We get to watch Kyler Murray go into the house that Jerry built and just take a shit all over this Cowboys defense with Andy Dalton trying to play catch up all game. We're gonna have shots of Dak in his his hospital bed clapping and. And rooting for the team, or maybe he'll be in Jerry's booth, and Jerry will be feeding him grapes from his uh, full body cast. Oh my god, I can't! I can't wait for this game. Cardinals watching the Cowboys, and I know they're going to have a bad rest of the season. Is it's a chef's kiss, man. This is this is great stuff. Cardinals big. Oof, it's like I, I feel weird about saying big, but I got to go cards here too. What are you talking to me? Why not? Why wouldn't I? Another classic NFC East showdown. Oh, yeah. Old school NFC East, back when the East included Arizona. Yo, why is there gerrymandering in football? Also, I think back then they were the Phoenix Cardinals. That's right. They were. They were. My dad and I used to uh, drive out to the Phoenix uh, Sun Devils uh, stadium. They used to play at a college stadium. <laughs> we would go watch the Eagles-Cardinals games every year because they had to play in Arizona every year, which was just insane, and it made no sense. But now that's long gone. But you're right, classic NFC East clash, Jamel. Emmett Smith, the, the Emmett Smith Bowl. Yeah, get Jake Plummer in here. Uh, Danny, who do you like in this game? Yeah, I guess I got to go Cardinals too. I think my biggest dilemma here is that I have both Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray to start on my fantasy team. So that's really what I'm weighing here is Aaron Rodgers in a potential shootout with Tom Brady or Kyler Murray going ballistic on one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. They're going to be playing for Dak though. So factor that in. Now they're going to try hard. They weren't before. Now they're going to try hard. This is absolutely true. You've got mail. Let's get into our mailbag. Every single week, we open a piece of mail that you, the listener, send in. Thank you for sending them. We're going to keep reading them. Danny, you got a piece of mail? Sure. I'm just going to dig in here. Maybe go from the middle. No, no, I'll go bottom. Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, a little about me, I'm a djinn, which is like a genie, but I'm evil, and I turn your wishes against you. You would know if you saw the movie Wishmaster. Anyway, just wanted to give a big thanks to my boy Alex Smith, who wished a year ago to be able to play football in the NFL again. Watching him get sacked over and over again on a rickety leg as Washington cruised to another embarrassing loss really warms my gin heart. And since I already granted Le'Veon Bell his trade out of Pittsburgh a while back, I just need one more wish from someone to turn the earth into a domain of fire and blood. What do you say, Dan? Don't you want to give Wentz that Super Bowl? I'm just kidding. Even I'm not that powerful. Later, Dick. 
Signed Nathaniel Demarest, aka the Jib. Uh, Carson Wentz is already a Super Bowl champion, and the the thing that would actually make me the most sick is if somehow Cam this season wound up on the Cowboys. There's been a little bit of Cowboys talk of like bringing Sam Darnold or some bullshit like that. But if Belichick really wanted to just throw it all away and tank this season, I could see the Cowboys doing something crazy and trying to get another QB. I don't think Bill would let go of his prized workhorse that he's going to drive into the into an early retirement physically. <laughs> Jamal, you got a letter? Yeah, I do have a letter. Um, this one came international. It's from uh, Gerald Fjord in Bergen, Norway. Hey, guys. Uh, big fan of the show. Uh, writing in from across the pond, and I've been following the presidential race closely just like you guys have. And I've heard a lot of thoughts about how football is going to be affected if Trump wins, but what's going to happen to football if Joe Biden wins? We here in Norway are sitting on the edge of our seats wondering. One thing I think that could happen is maybe they allow people to forget what down it is. What do you guys think? All the best. I think Joe Biden is, uh, you know, he's he's going to get the the bad NFL demons away, but not much is going to change. Same old football? That sounds pretty good to me. We could use it. Just safe. Nah, don't have to think <laughs> about it. Football. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, all right. I got a letter here. It's from... Kobe Bean Bryant. It reads, you know what? I, I, I couldn't truly enjoy the Lakers finals win from heaven because my actual favorite team, the Eagles, are letting me down big time this season. Is there anything I can do personally to impact the team going forward? Signed Eagles fan, Kobe Bean Bryant. Jamel, what can Kobe do to help the Eagles? Um, you got to get some sort of angels in the end zone situation where, you know, him and Gianna are calling better plays. <laughs> it would be pretty funny to have an angels in the end zone situation, but he just plays O-line. Like he plays guard. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be big, that'd be big as shit for you guys. Oh, like that'd be huge. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly what Travis Fulgham looked like in that game. It's like he, know, he right? lifted by angels to catch every up. catch. He had like 13 catches for like 160. It's unbelievable. I mean, the guy had never caught a pass in the league prior to the week before. He Just, went to Old Dominion. Yeah. He'd been on like five different practice squads. The whole thing made no sense. But uh, Kobe, just keep looking out for the team, man. I know you're going to work your late season magic. We always put a run together. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Final thoughts this week. I'm saying, (sighs) what is my final thought? John Gruden faced a daunting four-game stretch, and they found a way to split it. They beat the Saints and the Chiefs, and they lost to the Bills and the Patriots. That is a tough four-game stretch, and they found a way to get – go two and two in it. They might be good going forward. And I really wanted to point out, Danny, you must have heard this during the telecast. Did you hear the new branding 
that the Raiders are trying for when they score a touchdown? They're saying jackpot when they score. So anytime there's a Raiders touchdown, you get to hear the announcer say jackpot. And I know it's a Vegas tie-in, but how many more jackpots are you willing to uh, to watch the Raiders get this season? I mean, Jamel said they're going to win a Super Bowl in this 10-year Gruden window. That'd be the ultimate jackpot. I, I mean, I think obviously it's annoying, but also I was pushing publicly on this show for some kind of tie into the Las Vegas market. And so they did it. You know, congratulations to them. They're now the team of really sad old ladies sitting at slot machines, wasting their lives away. Uh, final thought, Danny? Um, you know, I just want to say thanks to you uh, for our trade in fantasy. I know this is kind of very, uh, you know, uh, esoteric just for the people in our league, but it's just a good template of what not to do. Trading away Alvin Kamara to me just seems insane. And I think we were going back and forth. I sent you a trade that I thought made sense. You sent a trade back, which was basically a fuck you. We started kind of sending back and forth fuck yous to each other. And then for some reason you accepted my last fuck you. That, it was, this was not a fuck you. It was first of all, go tell them, tell the people. We played each other this past week, and this trade had no impact because I won. Both of our teams had down weeks. I will say it was not an explosive matchup like I looked forward to. It was kind of a just kind of week five, nothing forgettable matchup. But I traded for for the, the Chiefs rookie running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Noah Fant. I didn't have a tight end, and Danny got Alvin Kamara in return. Obviously, Kamara is the Charizard in this trade. He is the better player out of either of those two guys. However, my logic, I have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Alaire is now my running back. I'm going to get every Chiefs touchdown this season. Every time they score, it will count for my fantasy team, other than when, what, Damian Williams, the backup, gets a random touchdown here and there. But other than that, Chiefs touchdowns are my fantasy points. And I like to have the rookie. I like a guy with less tread on his tires. He <laughs> is going to be ahead in most of his games. Kamara's same- 25. Kamara has never been injured in the league. I feel like if they're going to use him the way they have been, it's just a disaster waiting to happen. Look, all I'm saying is... You got the tight end, which is actually the the prize because Clyde Edwards Alaire is is good, but he's not even uh, an eighth of their offense right now. He's he's maybe ten points a game. Alvin Kamara gets the ball every single time that Latavius Murray isn't on the field. It's it's just I I mean you may have the monopoly on the Chiefs offense, but I have both the Packers and Saints offenses and. You know, it's just, it's crazy. My backfield is Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara. I'm just going to dick slap everybody for the rest of the season. I'm, I'm really just wanted to thank you is all. You're welcome. I'm in first place currently in the league. I'm uh, enjoying the strategy that I've been putting out there so far. Aaron Jones, and, was, uh, he, was sitting, he was on the bench. I had to start Jarek McKinnon against you. Alaire had a touchdown called back and he would have had more fantasy hey, points than Kamara. Hey, Dan. Hey, hey. 
Are you guys still talking? Yeah. What the fuck are y'all talking about? I got my AC off in here. Final thoughts, Jamel. Jesus. My final thought is defensive backs need to chill out with the group celebrations. You got to pick. The game goes on. It's the first half. Chill out. Thank you. And good evening. Yeah, the, the Eagles did a did one down like 15 in their game. Hey, and I was just pissed. Relax a bit. I fine. We forgot about DBs for a second. It'll never happen again. Just calm down. Uh I guess that's that's the show. Uh you know what I'm sorry for? There's no Thursday night football. There's gonna be a void in our schedule this week, and uh for that, I apologize. It is your fault. I apologize on behalf of Dan. So sorry for everyone. <laughs>